Recording, guys. Welcome to episode six of In Case You Missed It. It is not Monday at 11:47. It is Friday morning. My coffee hasn't even kicked in, and we're doing this because we have a high level of dedication to yeah. keep this podcast going. And we're KP not said, this. "Hey, mm-hmm. we're not going to be here on Monday. It's the holiday. We got to knock it out on Friday. Make some noise for KP, damn it!" Let's go. All right, so it is early on a Friday morning. Let's, let's take these. Let's start it off with these shots. Shout out to mothers. Shout out to mothers. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Take this. Shout out to KP for grabbing those. Ooh, ginger shots for mothers. Wow. I'm not gonna lie. Oh damn! Crazy. As a ginger shot connoisseur, mothers has the. Um, I'm gonna be careful with my adjective here most aggressive mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna say at least tasteful ginger shot well i don't think there's like, any lemon I don't think Yo, there's no lemon peanut butter no, 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 uh, not nothing, peanut butter no. throw some pineapple in there there's no lemon they that do have a just, pineapple one that was just only oh, ginger. this is man, just ginger. that is straight up ginger <sighs> my name is kevin sturdivant my eyes are watering eli sturdivant let's justin go justin lee mm-hmm. and we're here guys thank you for tuning in new location new location <laughs> we got some movement going on upstairs um, so let's start off with that new, 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 new top of mind for me. Case LA has just been going off. As yep. soon as they got the piece in front from Damon mm-hmm. with Case, it's like, yeah, dude, he killed it. Shout out to Damon, good. by the it way. It clean. Seas has an absolute heater coming in Mount Washington. Courtney's got one in Woodland Hills. Mm-hmm. David Duong has a new construction, absolute banger coming in Mar Vista. And just super proud of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Crushing it. They're going off. They're going off. What else is new? Man, this week has been zooming. It's been zooming. Yeah, it's been, yeah. I feel like getting to see the LA team really get their, their steam rolling has yeah. been mm-hmm. really cool to see. Yeah, Just for one, cool. it gets me really inspired because I'm like, man, should we be? Should we start? We've been talking about it. Like, Should we start prospecting? Because we're pretty focused in on OC, but every time we've gone into LA, some pretty awesome stuff has happened. Yeah, for sure. That's the thing, right? Like, what I love about our Tuesdays in LA is on broker preview, first of all, there'll be like 80 homes, right? You have to choose which heaters you're gonna go to. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there's a lot. Um, And so for me, just going out there and connecting with those guys and seeing what they're doing has been super inspiring. Yeah. You know, and they're going, they're going for it. Yeah. For sure. The whole team out there is just going for There's it. There's no so. beef between C's and David after the competition? No beef between C's and David after that competition. Wow. You know, I know it was a, it was a tough pill to swallow, 10,000 bucks, but mm. they got so healthy because of that. I they're think, ripped. Yeah, they're ripped. They I don't even recognize those guys anymore. Really Shout out to Case LA. Mm-hmm. And we're out there every Tuesday, 8.30 a.m., we do the same training that we do here on Wednesdays. So if you're an agent listening and you'd like to connect and get into the mindset and, and script practice, objection mm-hmm. handling practice that we do, just so you guys know, we do this every Tuesday, 8.30 at the Case LA office and every Wednesday, 8.30 at the OCHQ. Hit us up, as long as you're not weird and come maybe through. bring some coffee or something, you could absolutely come in. Yep. Donuts. 
Yeah, some donuts. No donuts. Some bagels. Something healthy. Huh? Something healthy. Oh, donuts. Some right ginger now. shots. Yo, extra credit <laughs> if you bring ginger shots for everybody. All right, y'all. So look, the theme of this week is sellers. Last week we put a big emphasis on sellers. However, on we buyers. always buyers, buyers. on buyers. However, we always want to um, make an impact for buyers because there's a lot of stuff changing in the mortgage world mm-hmm. all the time. So. Today, we got a treat. All right, we got we got an absolute weapon. I was going through my dude Eric's uh, bio here, and what he said is, having started his career at the age of 16, my dude has been named a top 100 broker in the country. He's even run rung the New York Stock Exchange opening bell. Oh. Give it up! Make some noise wow. for Let's Eric go. Eisenberg, Woo! y'all. Let's go! Let's go, Eric. <laughs> All right, man. I told them, look, we want you to come through. We want you to, to share some insight. The mortgage world's always changing. So what, mm-hmm. what, what's new in, in your world, right? Like, like I was mentioning, because real estate, it's just, for us, it's based on, on product in the house. Yeah. A $40 million home can sell next to a $5 million home, which could sell next to an $8 million home. And so much of what we do depends on the actual product mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Whereas your world changes for all kinds of other reasons. So yeah. what, what's new in your world? So so right now the big news is the higher interest rates that everybody's talking about, the high cost of living, the high price of homes. Yeah. And it's making it very unaffordable for people to, to get into homes to buy homes. Right. right. Now, what I wanted to do is just give you guys a quick update on um, what to actually look at. Okay. So most people go into buying a home looking at the monthly payment. Hey, I'm paying $4,500 or $5,000 in rent. Right. And now my monthly payment's going to be $9,500. Yeah. And I can't afford that, right? Right. And now $9,500 is a, a mortgage of about how much? I would say $9,500 would probably be about a million dollar mortgage, okay. yeah, maybe okay. something like that, or, or 1.1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or so what I want to tell which, which is tough, right? Because you could pay. Four to five thousand bucks, right? So, for example, that house on Walnut, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That that house rents out for six thousand bucks, sixty-two hundred, right? Sixty-two hundred. Yeah. That house would sell for two point five. Yeah, right? yeah. So you could, if I wanted to buy that house right now with current interest rates, that would cost me at least fifteen thousand dollars. And everybody's saying I can't afford that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So. The way that I look at numbers is so much different than the way that the trained mind is and when you look at those calculators on the online websites and everything. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do is, from a, a personal finance perspective, break down what to look at when you're going to buy a home, right? Yeah. So first off, the first $1 million of your mortgage is tax deductible interest. Okay. So if you're the paying- The first $1 million of your mortgage is tax deductible interest. Exactly. What does that mean? So if you're paying 7% on a million dollar mortgage, mm-hmm. that means $70,000 a year in interest. Mm. Now that's tax deductible. Mm. So if you're paying a 25% tax rate, that's about $18,750 per year. Okay. You're not paying Uncle Sam, you're not paying federal taxes, and Chances are, if you're buying a property that expensive, you're at a higher tax rate than right. 25%. Yeah. Right. The second thing is you're paying down your principal as well. So when you look at your actual cost of being in a home, right. it's 
your interest minus your tax savings mm. minus your principal payments, mm. okay? And then what happens is the delta there is somewhere a lot less than where you think it is. Right. And I wanted to just run through a quick example of it here. Yeah, and I love this. And here, here's like the bottom line, right? I think to actually own a home, the reality is, and to buy real estate, you have to have a certain mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to have a mindset that it's like, um, you know, it's, 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 I'm playing the, 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 the long game here, right? Because the short game, well, you know, I'm gonna have a better house, I'm gonna have this and that, but over a span, as the saying goes, time in the market always beats timing the market. But you have to have even a certain mindset to say like, okay, I'm going to live in a home that's not as dope as this other one, right? Because this is what I can afford. Yeah. And so it, I think it just requires a certain mindset as well, but it's also the knowledge and, and what I've seen from your game, which I really appreciate, is the fact that you take like an advisor's role. You're not just gonna run their credit, see what they have to put down on a house. You really advise people and help people understand the big picture and operate um, almost like a, a, a financial coach. A thousand percent. So, so I never advertise this, but I have my Series 7, Series 66 insurance license. I never Beast. practice this stuff. Um, but yeah, I, you could- Avid you, world traveler, this guy. I actually was <laughs> um, really bummed out when I went to Eric's house. This dude has literally been everywhere on the planet with, with, with his wife. Like, the, it looks fake, bro. <laughs> oh, they have this crazy. wall. Did I send you that? Oh, so I sent it to Eli and I was like, yo, this is goals for you and Malia. Yeah. <laughs> because this dude has been pyramids, right? Like everything, everything you could think of. It literally looked Photoshopped, this wall that you have. I've closed transactions in the middle of the jungle in Borneo before. <laughs> wow. So, That's what it's all about, man. So right on. I wanted to just give a quick example. On, Please. So let's say somebody's buying a million dollar property, right? Okay. <clears throat> You call me up, hey Eric, what's my mortgage payment gonna be? I'm paying $4,500 a month in rent. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, all in, taxes, insurance, PMI, if you're putting 5% down, uh, your payment's gonna be around $8,000. Okay. And the first thing is I can't afford that. So, so this happened yesterday actually, I asked why. Oh, well, I'm putting money into my 401k and this and that. I said, you know, your home is a non-liquid retirement account the same way your 401k is. Right. So I break down the numbers, right? At that $8,000 a month, you're paying $900 a month in principal. Okay. And then you're saving about sixteen to $1,700. Wait, at the how much a month? You're paying how much in principal? At $8,000, okay. $900 is going to your principal. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's similar to a 401k. It's a non-liquid savings account. You can't get the money out once you put it back in unless you work hard. Right. Same as a 401k. Uh, so then, the first thing I thought about in my mind, my high school dropout brain, is where did the rest of the money go? So $8,000 payment, 900 goes to the principal, where's the rest go? Next is gonna go to your homeowner's insurance, okay. your mortgage interest, mm -hmm. and your property taxes. Got it. But now, $10,000 of your property taxes is deductible as well, mm. right? So a tax deduction means basically you write off um, that amount off your income. So if you make $100,000 a year yeah. and you write off $40,000, now your income is taxed on $60,000 for the year. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're at a 25% tax yeah. rate with something like this, you could save between $1,500 and $2,000 a month in income tax that mm. you're paying to the government anyway. Right. right. So when you, when you do the math, 
your out of pocket or your total cost is somewhere around 5,500 where you're paying 4,500 a month anyway. Got it. So the Delta is about a thousand dollars a month. Right. So then you just look at appreciation. Do you think that that home is going to go up more than one to 2% a year? Right. If it goes up more than that, you're ahead of the game. If it goes up 3% yeah. per year, then you're actually, your cost of living is basically free and you're, and you're making moves. So this is a different price point, but I'm in escrow right now on a property that sold in January for eight point, um, excuse me, sold in January for $7 million. Yeah. Right. And I'm in escrow right now, um, for 8.3. You waved your magic wand or something? No, to, to get that? it's a it is a beautiful it is a beautiful home, and it was it was kind of funny because when I saw it, like I haven't seen too many home prices increase like that. So obviously, I'm representing the buyer, and I asked the agent, so what what, what they do? And he's like, well, you know, they put these hatches up, and they put these uh, these sail shades up, and I really did not think that it would actually go there. Uh huh. However, three other people were in the mix. Wow. Like these celebrities got into the mix and bottom line is my buyers really wanted the property. Mm -hmm. And there was, there was a legit battle. The listing agent was really cool. He gave me all the information I needed to help, help my client win. Mm -hmm. And even though there were cash buyers um, and, and some finance buyers, we're like, the third most desirable, right? Because we are financed with a contingency to sell a property. Mm -hmm. Oh. And we still got the deal. Wow. But what I'm thinking about is like, dang, 1.3 million in, in eight months, right? That means just living in that house, they made $162,000 a month since January. Owning real estate, whether you're a first time home buyer or somebody buying an $8.3 million home is always the base of personal finance and equity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you need that unless you yeah. own a public company or your CEO or something. Right. You know, it, you need that as your base and that that's better than a 401k. That's better than any other investment or yeah. retirement vehicle is owning a home because you get to live there and you get the tax benefits. Mm. Yeah. And I think also you get to do whatever you want. Like to the house, like if you're interested yeah. in, in, in being able to add to it, put an ADU, knock down walls, improve it. Yeah. You can't do that in a rental. When you walk into the home that you own compared to walking into the rental, you just feel different. Yeah. You know, for sure. Well, look, man, I call it the mortgage minute, but I knew we needed to, to get people uh, more, more of your, your insight and your knowledge. Uh, we are definitely going to have you back on the show here. I appreciate you taking the time. Give it up. Make some noise for my dude. Thank you, Geisenberg. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Thank you. All right. So uh, let's dive right in. Last week, as I mentioned, we went into buyer tips, right? We covered a lot of ins and outs of buyers. We're always going to hang out in both of these spaces. But this mm -hmm. week, we wanted to give some tips for sellers, yeah. people who are sellers. thinking about selling. So, and this is this is advice, honestly, whether you are looking to sell a home or you're looking to advise someone on mm. selling a home. Maybe mm -hmm. you're an agent that doesn't know how to advise a seller. Yeah, and um, I think a lot of people who listen to this are real estate agents as well. Yeah, yeah and or if even you're just someone that owns a business and you're trying to understand what types of styles there are to convey a certain yeah. idea to your client. 
And I think no matter actually what kind of business you're in, if it involves some kind of sales, mm -hmm. I honestly think this relates to selling a movie, movie selling yeah. a movie Any type script, of selling seller. a, selling a candle, selling shoes. Yeah. So first and foremost, um, the thing that I would like to relay, if you're thinking about selling your house, right, is that it really comes down to three things. When you're selling a property, it comes down to the price, the product, and the promotion. Those are the three things that you wanna make sure are totally dialed in. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, when you're meeting with an agent, you wanna make sure that you're being properly advised on these three things. First mm -hmm. of all, the price. And I would say without a doubt, the price is the most difficult. Um, yeah. Zillow, Redfin, all these other sites have no way of properly um, understanding or communicating the price. Mm -hmm. For example, the home that I'm in escrow on right now for 8.2, 8 8.3, which just sold for $7 million in January, there's no way you can actually find the proper data for this uh, online. Right. At the end of the day, a home is worth what a buyer is willing to pay. Yeah. The question is, how do you properly advise a seller on price? There's three ways to price a home. Um, and I, I simply call it hot, warm, and cold. But yeah, now I'm thinking about it, it's really with anything. You're really, really with anything. Really with anything. Right? So anything with this. Yeah. Do the comps play a role? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, unless you're selling like track homes where they're like mass produced, which we don't really sell a lot of, a lot of the properties that we sell, they're specific and architectural. We sell in communities where there'll be a mid-century original home next to a modern farmhouse, yep. yeah. next to a high-level architectural. Next to a giant cement square. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so I think you, you've got to make sure that you understand what's unique and special about your, your product. Yep. Um, and on the product piece, make sure you're getting properly advised on, is there anything that I need to do to my house to improve it, to have it have it capture more buyers, mm -hmm. right? So it's the price, the product, and then most importantly, the promotion, and what an agent does to actually get buyers through the front door. Mm -hmm. What are your opinions on promotion? Well, promotion, I think, for one of the, the main things that your promoter, your agent, needs mm -hmm. to understand is the audience or promoter, your, your like clientele. You no, gotta know. How to get people to come to your club. For one, you gotta know the clientele. You gotta know who it is that you're pitching to. Yeah. Like if I am selling a a one of a kind modern home, yeah. right? And then it's maybe it's got it's one of the tall and skinny. It's got crazy views. I'm not gonna go with try no to elevator with with no elevator. Oh, interesting. I'm not gonna go try to pitch that in you know the magazines where the average reader is in their 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. That's right. not the average buyer for that type of home. Mm. Same where if I'm selling in a specific community where the it's a lot of families and maybe it's it's really quiet. Maybe it's it's in an area where it's more um, more family oriented. Right. I'm not gonna be promoting that in different websites and whatnot where it's a lot of first-time home buyers with right. where they're or not first time but maybe they're young bachelors or mm -hmm. um or maybe they're vacationers so in other words you got to know your audience know yeah. your audience so how do you find buyers right if i'm a yeah. seller and i want to make sure that i'm going to hire somebody who's going to find buyers how do you find buyers i want to make sure that you're the right guy yeah i know you're I, the right I guy think do you have a tv show 
I may have a TV show, but <laughs> is that the most effective way? I don't know. And I think one of the things we talk about all the time, right, is in a transaction, there's two different sides. Usually it's the seller yeah. and the agent that's repping the seller. Mm. Typically, the buyer comes from another agent. What unless, percentage of the time is the buyer represented by a different company? Pretty it's Most of the time, yeah, I yeah. would say. I, I mean, 90%. 90%. 80, 80, yeah, once 80, in a while, 90%. the seller will rep the buyer also, right. but that's not always the case. Interesting. Typically, the buyer is brought did, by the buyer's um, agent. Did the, did the agent, right, who, who brought the buyer, considering that it's a different agent who brought the buyer, did they find the listing like in a magazine or did they see you on TV and say, hey, that's the guy to call? Or how did, they, how did that work out? Most of the time, it's, well, what we do a lot of the time, we're pretty proactive and mm -hmm. what your agent should be doing is reaching out. So we're yes. proactive, oh. we're we calling the buyer's agent. So if there's community, so there's an area where there's five different agents that have sold homes right. representing a buyer. We're gonna call all five of those and then yes. interesting. And that's what you should do. Um, that's if not, know. they probably see it online through the marketing that we put out. So yeah, on uh, Candlestick recently, which just went off, we just, uh, we're closing $600,000 over the list price. For example, there's three words that when I think about promotion is the most important three words to keep in mind. Collaboration trumps competition. Mm -hmm. It's not about showing that I'm the best and our brokerage, blah, blah, blah. It's about creating an, an, an inviting and welcoming um, experience for the rest of the community. Yeah, yeah for sure. For the rest <laughs> of the community, yep. the rest of that buyer pool if I know that there is a 90% chance the buyer is going to be from this other group, well, then I had better do something to excite and motivate those guys. At the yeah. very, very base level, one of the things that we do, uh, like on Candlestick, for example, because that's the most recent, we looked up every single person that has sold the home within a two-and-a-half-mile radius over the last year between three million and five million, we pulled all the data and I left a personal voicemail to every single agent. It was 185 agents mm -hmm. and invited them all to the grand opening weekend of that property. Yeah, and it was popping. It was popping. Poppin'. Yeah. It was so, so many cool. People. So many so many names. Now there's like the common 40 names, but there was like a hundred plus names that I've never heard of before. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool to, to see so many of the people like, oh, I got your voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very. I think that's a, a way more effective than just throwing the 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 like yeah. listing on a TV or sometimes the TV shows don't even air for like six months. So. Yeah, and here's the thing too. That's one of the uh, a good reminder that of how important your relationship is with mm, the other with side. The, yes, yeah. it, people always say it's so competitive. Like right. these are my competitors. Someone yes. introduced themselves the other day to me as a, they were an agent. I've never met them. They said, hi, I'm your competitor. Oh I'm yeah. Like, what? Like so, <laughs> such a weird thing to say. Like my first thing is always like, I hope we do a deal together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because if your relationship is weird with those people and it's like, oh great, now I've got to be in a 30 day yeah. lock-in transaction, oh, God, that's not good worst. for your seller. Right. So work with a, whether you're selling, you know, somewhere where it's really remote, a vacation home, or there's a local expert, work with someone that has good quality relationships with the community. Mm, that's huge. Mm -hmm. That's major. There's like three names I want to mention right now, but we <laughs> took out the rant section of this. Um, shout out to Andrew. He said that the rant section wasn't really didn't necessary. Need it. We don't didn't need, need it. it. <laughs> um, that's awesome. And I think just keep in mind that when you are 
engaging into a real estate relationship. You are engaging. What do you do when you engage with anybody? When what do you do when you get engaged? Yeah, you, you go on a, you get a, a lot of you go a, You gotta make you sure. Go you need to make sure yeah. that that's the person. Similar to like going to the doctor, or like right. if you're getting a very special special surgery. Yeah, that is gonna be really important to you. You're gonna do your research. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna interview a lot of different doctors. You're gonna ask for referrals and right. references. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna to wanna to be confident in your decision. So, yeah, same thing. Yeah, it's really thing. wild how, like, man, some, some of the cases, right, that you'll see, like I look at every single listing and I look at every single time I walk into a property as that's a case study. Right, and when you, I look at the photos, I look at the property description, but the biggest thing is I look at how quickly an agent's gonna respond to a showing. Like one of the frustrating things is when an agent can't do a showing because they're at another showing or they're at some function. Mm. And so because they're at another showing and another function, one of the things you have to be cautious of is an agent who uses being at every single showing as their value proposition. First of all, I don't need an agent at a showing. No, that's to, a, oh, I just just agent, leave no. the key. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but a lot of agents use that as their value. At, I will be at every showing. I definitely don't say that. Yeah, I, I actually don't want to be at, at, at any of the showings. Mm -hmm. If I'm totally straight up, I just want my team to be there to set up the atmosphere, lights, candles, yeah, music. Make a a three minute pitch about the property give the buyer and their agent all the information that they need mm -hmm. and then leave them alone yeah mm -hmm. help the buyers we like to help the buyer's agent sell it to their clients yeah. instead yeah. of we're us standing there at a showing with their buyer's agent oh well this is this this is that calling the buyer's agent before and hey this is everything you need yeah. to tell your client mm -hmm. so you can absolutely sell this place because they're, yeah. they're they're gonna know the best way to deliver right. it for sure and just do your research that's the biggest thing i would say i would say do your research and interview a few people yeah like, right. i definitely recommend interviewing at if, if when we're talking about because if you if you get it wrong in your first 90 days you're gonna lose conservatively five to ten percent mm -hmm. if it's not if it's not happening and you chose the wrong person yeah you're gonna have to make some adjustments yeah and, and if it's if it's a, a five million dollar property and it doesn't happen in the first 90 days there's a good chance that you're gonna have to make make some changes to the tune of half a million dollars yeah 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 and what's most likely your biggest financial asset you don't just go and get engaged with someone you've only talked to once. Yeah. And if you don't know their background, get some references. Same with what we're saying about getting engaged, like getting married. Right. You don't get engaged with someone you've you've only seen on Instagram. Yeah. You need mm -hmm. to interview. Go on some dates. Go like get to dates. know them. Get it's know. it's know only logical. People. You available for any uh, real estate dates, you guys? Let's go. We I got go. the time. I can get interviewed. I don't yeah. mind a good interview. Well, listen, as always, shoot us your questions, buyer tips. I've got some uh, new things I'd like to bring to this podcast. I've been meeting a lot of other young people who have been making some crazy real estate moves around the country. Mm -hmm. Yes, California real estate is insanely expensive. I just ran into my friends, Brad and Evan, um, who are doing like crazy investments all over the place. Wow. From nashville to um different parts of texas i'm talking like buying homes in the 80 to 115,000 price range hmm. um fixing them up a little bit 
doing different kind of long-term rentals. It's not only about short-term. Um, creating a, a, a good amount of equity, right? Like oh, we love real that. estate. This yeah. whole yeah. podcast is about real estate and mindset. So um, I'm going to have Brad on. I'm going to have Evan on. Okay. If you're somebody who has a specific game that, that you become an expert at in the field of real estate, hit us up. We'd love to have you on the show. We'd love to hear what you've got. Shout out to a uh, group chat. They, they, they spoke about us on this last uh, podcast that they have. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, nice. dude. Shout out to Drama. Shout out to D, all those dudes. We should go Sick. on there. We should do a collab. Let's Ooh, go. Let's collab. Go. Group chat. Group chat, <laughs> in case you missed it, podcast. Hey, let's go. So, um, final tips. Mindset tips, strategies, life hacks to leave our listeners with. What do you guys got? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a good one. I've been practicing a lot. When... Any point you any point in your day that you have a single minute, practice gratitude. Mm. The guy that I talked about last week that came to the success summit, he broke down the science of it. And it's not just practicing gratitude as a habit, but in your brain, when you go and search for something, like trying to think maybe you're on day five of doing this in a yeah. row, you're like, oh man, wait, what am I grateful for? That action of of actually searching for what you're grateful for and searching for what you're you have gratitude for creates so much natural obligation to be thankful in your life mm. and to be positive. Awesome. So you become a more naturally positive person. Like Fire. That. Yeah. That's it's been good. helpful. That's good. Yeah. Justin? I would say, as always, you guys hear me say this a lot, but try your best to stay healthy. Yeah. Put good foods in your body. Get sunlight. Um, try your best to get a lot of really good sleep. Surround yourself with good people. Mm-hmm. And uh, just have fun. I think when you take care of your body and you take care of your mind, everything else in life that you're striving for is going to flow a lot better. You're going to show up sharper. Your body's going to feel better. So your mind's going to feel better. So stick with healthy habits. Try to implement those into your routine. The routine. The routine. Fire. And everything else will flow. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that routine is crucial. I got the the triple P's, which is uh, prayer, plank, and plunge. How long the plank? How, how long's your plank? So I heard Pharrell talk about that he does a five-minute plank every single day. Wow, that's, that's pretty crazy. Get abs, dude. I have not been able to do five minutes straight. So I'm doing like three to four. Um, but and then also I've just been starting every day diving into um, proverbs, diving into mm. psalms. Um, and then I will say, you guys, I just finished, and I didn't know what I didn't understand all the hype. Right, I'm like, what do I want to get into a, a plunge for? But I just finished 30. I'm at, I'm at like 32 days right now straight. And two weeks ago, I started doing it because the more research I do, like listening to Huberman, yeah, um, the Soberg method, Susanna Soberg, like yeah. I'm going pretty deep into mm-hmm. the real science of what um, cold plunging does. And I will, I don't have the science down enough to actually spit game about it because it's really complex so as of right now all i could tell you is how i feel um and i highly recommend it man like yeah. like i start i'm in i'm in the cold plunge at dark so before yeah. 5 a.m <laughs> yeah. yeah my workouts start at five mm-hmm. so it's the first thing that i do yeah you're already Slide leaving pain. the gym by the time i got there come on now <laughs> you know early bird i pull so, up at six and he's like 
all wrapped up. All done. He's done. But you know, look, I, I, you have to, you have to fill yourself up. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? If, 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 if this life that we live is all about making a difference and helping other people, well, you gotta help yourself first. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, I would like a plunge sponsorship. I would like plunge to sponsor me because I am gonna use it. I think for the rest of my life, man. It's, yeah, I actually want to get the larger one. If anybody wants to the buy one, one, you can buy. Ooh, he needs the commercial one. <laughs> get, a, get, a, get a jacuzzi sized one. I'm Look, dude, all I know is I feel, uh, I feel on. Mm -hmm. I feel like on. Sharp. Sharper, more present. And I think just starting your day off doing the hardest thing possible. Oh, like, it's there ain't so nothing tough. more do at, at 4.40 in the morning. That is the last thing on planet Earth that I want to do yeah. is get in 40-degree water all the way in and sit there. But in my mind, every single second, I'm telling myself, I do what I need to do no matter how difficult it is. Mm -hmm. That That's is awesome. the way you want to start That's a powerful good. day. That's awesome. That's good. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening once again. In case you missed it, keep tuning in, keep sharing, keep letting us know things we can help you with. We're out. Let's go. Peace.